you may not have optimal genes, but you can control expressions in different ways. But it's not that simple. Gene expression is omnigenic. I mean, every gene in the human genome is in some way contributing to an outcome. So even though you have one base pair, you know, MTHFR is one base pair out of three billion. And to think that that has that big of an impact, it's not a mutation. I mean, this is a variant. This is a polymorphism. And it is not going to be that impactful if you match lifestyle to that. And this is the epigenetic piece. This is where we actually can manipulate the expression of the genome. Welcome to the Regenerative Warrior Podcast, Doctor's Edition. One of the fastest growing regenerative medicine and anti-aging podcasts in the world. Each and every Tuesday and Thursday, I talk to the top experts to show doctors how to market, manage, and magnify their practice to help more people and make more money. Each episode is short and to the point without wasting your time with pointless conversation. Learn the skills to be successful without traveling to seminars or paying for expensive consulting fees. Are you ready? Because I am. I'm Dr. Ross Carter, and it's time to start the Regenerative Warrior Podcast now. Before we begin, I've created a group discount program for all of our listeners where you can get regenerative products and services for prices far below that which you could get on your own. For example, Warden's Jelly starting at $475 per cc or Exazone starting at $360 per cc. The more members in our group, the better prices we all get. So please join our group today so that we can all get the best prices for products and services. Go to drrosscarter.com and sign up or text me your name and email to this number, 561-962-1231. This is important, so save it in your phone right now. It's 561-962-1231. Back to the show. Well, let's just start with genetics and epigenetics and DNA. And tell us a little bit about that and how all that plays out in our health. Yeah, it's an interesting field. I mean, genetics is, it has these peaks and troughs of where we are from a science standpoint. You know, the genetics is the hardware of the individual. So we truly have a blueprint of the hardware of that individual. But you've got this overlay of epigenetics, which is really what controls the expressions of those genes. So you may not have optimal genes, but you can control expressions in different ways, but it's not that simple. Gene expression is omnigenic. I mean, every gene in the human genome is in some way contributing to an outcome. So even though you have one base pair, you know, MTHFR is one base pair out of 3 billion. And to think that that has that big of an impact, it's not a mutation. I mean, this is a variant, this is a polymorphism, and it is not going to be that impactful if you match lifestyle to that. And this is the epigenetic piece. This is where we actually can manipulate the expression of the genome. It's very cool stuff. Now, how do we change the gene expression? I mean, we have to look at every aspect of our lifestyle as some type of an input into the system. I mean, even foods, foods are bioactive molecules. They're not just nutrients. You know, every food we consume has some kind of biological effect in the body. I mean, like olive oil. I mean, you look at the impact of olive oil on gene expressions. It's astronomical. I mean, I call it the nectar of the gods because it's so impactful, not only from the monounsaturated fat, but the phytonutrients that are in there will 
change gene expression. Omega-3s, I mean, you hear the article that says, oh, they're useless. And then another article that says they're great for you and healthy. And it's the trouble with nutritional studies. We are not a monoclonal species. You know, the rats in the lab are monoclonal. They're all identical, genetically speaking. And you can test them and control dietary patterns and see outcomes. So you can get suggestions with that. But when it comes to humans, trying to do a nutritional study is almost impossible because we're dealing with completely different genomes in every individual. We have different lifestyle patterns in every individual that are going to impact expression. So what I look at is what do omega-3s do to gene expression? rather than looking at the necessarily, I mean, outcome data is nice to inform, but somebody who's sitting on a couch eating Big Macs and potato chips and taking fish oil isn't going to do anything for them, but a healthy individual taking them probably will. And you look at the gene expression changes and the metabolic gene upregulation of omega-3s, the pro-inflammatory downregulation that you get with omega-3s, That's enough to convince me to say, yes, this is a good adjunct to a healthy lifestyle. And that's nutritionally. What about, say, more of the regenerative field like exosomes and stem cells and peptides? What about that area? Exosomes are the coolest thing. One of the fascinating areas for me is microRNA and exosomes are filled with microRNA. They're like emails that they get into the body and get sent all around and they inform cells of what's happening in the environment and inform them how to adjust expression. And when you get like young exosomes, I mean, it's informing, hey, we're youthful, let's promote youthful expression and all of this. I mean, take breast milk as an example. I mean, it's the richest body fluid in microRNAs through the exosomes in the breast milk. And what it's doing is it's informing the child of the environment that it's coming into. So the mother is exposed to the environment and then passing those messages on to the DNA of the child. What does that say to people who drink cow's milk? Let's just say you take a feedlot cow that is highly stressed and the meat from that cow or the milk from that cow is going to have messages of this environment is a very unfriendly, stress-filled environment you need to prepare for that. So they're getting the message of the microRNAs from those animals to say, hey, change your expression because this is a rough world out here. Sorry for the interruption again. To find out more about this speaker, become a speaker on our show, have Dr. Carter present at your event or podcast, learn more about coaching, consulting, tissue allographs, exosomes, supplements, legal help, or how to create a million dollar business card and dominate your area. We're here to help you. Just text your name and any question to 561-962-1231. Write that down. That's 561-962-1231. Or go to our website at drrosscarter.com to learn more. Don't forget about our current $475 Warden's Jelly Special. On with the show. Now, peptides have been around for quite a while, but they're gaining popularity currently. You know, peptides are interesting in the fact that they're biologics and they are truly on target with what they do. You know, we've never had anything as precise as what we can get with peptides. And peptides are, in my opinion, safer than supplements and medications because with those, you've got the on-target effect plus the off-target effect. Whereas with peptides, it's pretty much on target. There's very little off-target effects when you're dealing with peptides. What about senescent cells that cause chronic inflammation? 
I love Synalytics. You know, it is spectacular. I mean, we've got all these different Synalytics and, you know, there's not going to be one magic Synalytic that's going to target all of these senescent cells at one time. And you've got to be selecting cell specific, cell type specific or cell line specific Synalytics, but you also don't want to be taking these Synalytics on a daily basis. You want to do hit and run approaches with Synalytics and you want to vary them throughout the year. What about something like metformin or what's the other one called? Rapamycin. Rapamycin, yeah. Those definitely have a role in age rejuvenation as well. Metformin is one of those ones that you see a lot of pros and cons lately. You see the articles that say, well, you shouldn't be on metformin if you're trying to gain muscle because you can. it's going to cause mTOR suppression and you're not going to be able to build muscle. And there's been a couple of studies on that. And for me, I look at the net outcome. So you can look at the individual pieces of pros and cons. So you look at the net effect of it. And what we see with metformin is pretty well established that it is a longevity medication. And so for me, I look at it and most of our clients are on testosterone or growth hormone, releasing hormones. So muscle mass is not an issue for them. It's, they're able to maintain very easily on the metformin because their anabolic hormones are well-managed as well. Now, rapamycin, rapamycin is really interesting. And, you know, it's an immunosuppressant, so you have to be careful with it and you have to do it in the right doses and the right time frames. But I think it's highly effective. Let's say a doctor has a practice and is getting involved in this industry and in the anti-aging wellness or regenerative field. They're like, how do I learn this stuff? You know, it's one thing to read it and understand it. It's another thing to be able to put it together in a comprehensive profile. You know, that was one of the conversations that we've had. You know, how do we know that the timing on these is the correct timing from the synolytics to the rapamycin to the metformin? And the answer is we don't know right now. We can guess and say, you know, this seems like the right way to do it. With us, I mean, we're on video calls with every one of our clients once a month. So we're able to kind of get an established picture of what's happening and transitioning over time. So it's giving us a little bit more information. But right now, we just don't have a good answer of the combinations and how to use them. And I tell people, you know, we're using things that don't have a lot of human trials, especially in the areas where we're approaching this. You know, a lot of it is anecdotal experiences that we're going by. We look at the human safety studies on this stuff. But when we're using these for age rejuvenation, I mean, you're truly almost an N of one with this stuff. And you can wait around for the longitudinal studies to come out, but most of us will be dead by that time. Thanks for listening to our podcast. Please subscribe to be notified of all new episodes and also like and share this to help us grow. To find out more about this speaker, become a speaker on our show, to have Dr. Carter present at your event or podcast, learn more about coaching, consulting, tissue allographs, exosomes, supplements, legal help, or how to create a million-dollar business card to dominate your local area, we're here to help you. Just text your name and your question to 561-962-1231. Write that down. That's 561-962-1231. Or you can go to our website at drrosscarter.com. That's D-R-R-O-S-S-C-A-R-T-E-R.com to learn more. Until next time, this is Dr. Ross Carter signing off. Signing off.